Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we're grateful unto you. We thank you today for bringing us together into your presence. Thank you for your spirit. New things will happen in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, say a big amen. We want to read from Genesis chapter 14, verse number 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High God, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave him tithe of all. Praise the Lord. And the king of Sodom said unto Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord, the Most High God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Praise the Lord. That I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abraham rich. We want to talk about blessed people, part 15. And I want us to look at the spiritual significance, one of the spiritual significance of the communion. Abraham went to rescue Lot from some kings that took him captive together with the children and whilst he was in Sodom. When news got to Abraham, he marshaled his house, his army, he went and they rescued Lot and his family. When that was done, when he returned back from the battle, the Bible said Melchizedek met him and he brought forth bread and wine. He brought forth bread and wine, which is symbolic or a representation of the communion. And he was the priest of the Most High. Melchizedek was the priest of the Most High, a type of Christ under the Old Covenant or in the Old Testament. Even in fact, actually in his time, the covenant was not in place. He came before the Levitical rules and rituals were enacted. So, he was a priest of the Most High, even before the law. And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. So, when he gave Abraham communion, he now blessed him. Praise the Lord. The communion is a blessing. Is what? The communion is a blessing. Actually, Jesus said, as often as you do this, is the body and the blood of Christ. And for us, the Christians, the body and the blood of Christ is our blessing. So, this is way, way before Jesus came and died. And the priest of Salem, the priest of peace, Jesus also being the prince of peace, gave Abraham the man God entered into a covenant with. He gave him that and then released the blessings upon him. And the blessings were flowing, flowing very deeply. 
And so here we see clearly that when the communion was given and the blessings were released, it brought something upon Abraham. And that's what I want us to look at. The giving and the receiving of the communion paved a way for the blessing to move. And in fact, prior to this time, we have seen Abraham blessed or given a promise of blessing by God in chapter 12. That you live and go, I will bless you and all of that. And here we are seeing a man without a father or a mother blessing Abraham for the first time. So the communion ushered Abraham into another dimension of the blessing that God had already put on him or promised him. And this time around, he said, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God possessor of heaven and earth. So here, Abraham began to be robbed by the ownership nature of God, possessor of heaven and earth. It is God who is a possessor of heaven and earth. But when Abraham was blessed, that was brought into the equation for him. Praise the Lord. That means that at that point on the communion table, whatever God possessed also became the inheritance of Abraham on the communion table. Tell somebody that when you come to the communion table, whatever God possesses in heaven and on earth also is at your disposal. So here we see Abraham connected to God in that dimension. And he said, blessed be the most high, verse 20, which has delivered thine enemies into thine hand. And he gave him tithes of all. So here we see that God delivered the enemies of Abraham into his hands. And the blessing is connected to Abraham receiving some form of supernatural help or dimension where whatever God possesses, he is also in the offing to possess those things. Then when the king of Sodom came and said, take the goods and give me the people, Abraham said something very significant. He said that because I have been blessed by the most high God, I have lifted up my hands unto the Lord. Who owns the heavens and the earth? And I'm not going to even take a lace from you. So that when the Lord makes me rich or blesses me, you will not say you are the one who made Abraham rich. When you come to the communion table, you have come to a place where God gives you the power to become what you have to become beyond anybody claiming credit for your success. And in 2022, it is prophetic, it is important that we start our midweek with a communion service. Because it opens the door for you to become a possessor. Opens the door to become what? A possessor. And you find out that in this particular chronology, we see that Melchizedek gave him the communion and Abraham gave tithe. So we see also that practically God had already promised him that he was going to make him great and all of that, blah, blah, blah. But when the communion was administered to Abraham, he said that now God has raised my hands in victory. To be blessed. So there and there. He began to acknowledge that. His victory over the enemies. And his successes and ability to possess. Things in heaven and on earth. Required that he gives God a covenant offering. And the covenant offering Abraham gave at that time. 
was a tithe. In response to the communion, he received the power he received to possess things both in heaven and on earth. Are you here with me? In Genesis chapter 26, Abraham's son is called Isaac. Verse 18, the Bible says that Isaac dig and the Philistines, they came, they shut whatever Isaac was digging and he got to a time, he now dug and God blessed him and they couldn't do anything about it. But after a while, the Bible makes us understand that Thus Isaac became so blessed in verse 28 and 29 that the people could not handle him. And they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, let there be now an oath between us, even between us and thee, and let us make a covenant with thee. Praise the Lord. That thou would do us no hurt as we have not touched thee. And as we have done unto thee nothing but good. And have sent thee away in peace. Thou art now the blessed of the Lord. Now, they saw the natives. Saw their farms not doing well. They saw this settler doing well in their own land. They tried to frustrate him. It was still not working. The more they tried to frustrate him, the more the guy blew. So they realized that what was working in the guy's life is not normal. First of all, they realized that the guy was not operating alone. That's why they are talking, now that you are the blessed of God, he is not the one who told them that he is a son of God. They saw that there is no way Somebody could be doing well under such conditions, you see, if supernaturally the person is not receiving help. I want you to know that it is impossible for you to do well if there is no supernatural help. And one of the prophetic tokens we have been given to remind us, and it's also powerful if we have faith, is the communion that a paves way for supernatural help to be administered in our, our destinies. So, when they saw that God was helping him, they now said that since all of us have failed and you are the only one doing it, you are now the man of the moment. Now that you are the blessed of God, are you here at all? I've said a few things and you need to put them together. That the man that has supernatural help becomes the man of the moment. Now that you are the blessed of God, it doesn't matter when you came. It doesn't even matter. He was a settler. They were the natives. But he was in charge of their economy. They tried to move him, move him, move him. They move him out, but he was still prospering. Something was helping him. 2022, something will help you from God in Jesus' name. God was with this guy. The two things I've told you, Abraham is telling us that when a man partakes of a communion or partakes of the table of the Lord or has communion with the Holy Spirit, it gives that man the power to possess things. And the first manifestation of the possession of that man is the power. You see, I'm going to say something. It may not make sense, but think about it well. The first possession of the man God has blessed is the ability you begin to possess to give. The ability you begin to possess when God bless you is a giving ability. You receive the blessing in order to possess an ability to give. Abraham received the communion. Blessings were pronounced upon him. And in response, he gave. He did what? He gave. This is what Adam could not do. He received the blessing he couldn't give God. He lost the garden. Now that you are the blessed of God. So, 
How do you become the man of the moment? The woman of the moment. Because the blessed man or the blessed woman is the man or the woman of the moment. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you that coming to the communion table, you are going to become that. But I'm showing you that when this communion, you receive it, you receive power to possess things both in heaven and on earth. But you must have a revelatory response. And that response born out of revelation is a giving response. It's a covenant giving response. And that is what sustains and nobody apart from Jesus. Nobody could outgive Abraham. Apart from Jesus who gave his own life. Abraham was willing to give his only son. Are you here? It's promised child. He was, Abraham circumcised himself. I mean, I saw nurses circumcising my little boys. And it was an I saw. That's less than one month. The man is 75. He's not using any mechanical tool. He's using a stone. It's a sacrifice to God. Come on now. In response to a covenant, there must always be a giving. If you want to be the blessed of God, in response to a covenant, there must be a giving. You are given the power to give. In response to the covenant of blessing, you are given the power to give sacrificially, driven by a covenant. In response to the blessing, you are given the power to respond to the blessing by giving. That giving becomes a platform for the sustenance of the blessing, for the flow of the blessing. And you have to understand very carefully that it is not a culture you are going to develop. The covenant itself, the blessing itself empowers you with the ability to respond in giving. That's why I told Abraham that I will bless you until you will become a giver. Are you here at all? Until you become a blessing. The blessing itself, a sign that you are blessed. You can be blessed and you don't know. But if you really want to know you are blessed, check your willingness and the push in your heart and in your mind to respond to God in giving. And tonight, I'm going to show you two portals you need to use in executing this kind of giving. Praise the Lord. This is how this year we are going to operate. Are you ready to operate like this? It's too powerful. So, one of those portals is sowing in the right place. If you want to be the, the now blessed of the Lord person, if you want to be the man of the moment that is blessed, flowing in the blessing, continuously being blessed, flowing and getting stronger and stronger with the blessing, you need to sow in the right place. Now, the first thing I have to say concerning this is that you need to be someone whose heart wants to give God. And you practically, consciously give to God. That's how you become the now blessed of the Lord. It, has, it, it is at that point that you can now say that I'm manifesting the blessing. And that is also the time when you set the blessing really rolling. When it has been declared or decreed over your life. And I want to get deeper into the matter with you. Most of the time, my pastor used to tell me, he said, Francis, don't sow in the midst of tongues. Some years ago, a man of God was in a particular situation and he asked me to, he was not around, so I offered to help in his absence. My pastor said, it's not a bad thing, but I know that these three, four weeks you are going to stand in to do church for this man of God. The church will rise, but you'll be sowing in the midst of tongues. 
Because when he comes, the way he does church will, will just erode all the effort you would have gone to invest in there. So, I don't want to say don't go. Go. But know that no matter what will happen when he comes, his mode of operation will neutralize everything that you have gone to do. So, there is a scripture that says that you should not sow in the midst of tongues. So, some people sow in the wrong place. Good seeds. Good heart. Good motive. Good seed. Wrong soil. But one of the blessings or one of the portals for sustaining the blessing in every year is to have the spirituality to discern the soil into which you sow your seeds. And it has to be a right place. First of all, in Acts chapter 20 verse 35, look at what the Bible said. Act 20 35. I have showed you all things. How does so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is Apostle Peter talking and he's saying that help the weak, so labor, but remember the words of our Lord Jesus. That means that what is quoted down there is not the word of any man. What is quoted down there is the word of Jesus. And he's bringing them to that same revelation and to that same realm of the revelation, even though they were not there, possibly when Jesus said that thing. But you can still be a partaker of the power in that revelation. And what did Jesus say? It is more blessed to give than to receive. That means that there is blessing in receiving. But there is a higher blessing. It's more blessed. People who receive too are blessed. But there is a higher dimension of blessing. That doesn't go to receivers. That blessing is reserved for givers. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So it is Jesus himself that tells the church to give with blessing in mind. It is more blessed. I don't know any other way we can be thinking when we are giving except to think about blessing. When Jesus was giving his life He was thinking about breaking a curse to release a blessing. There is no other mindset for giving except the mindset of blessing based on love and operated by faith. God loved, he gave. He gave to bring a blessing. Are you here at all? So, Anytime we are giving, we are also driven by a particular spirit that you will be blessed. It's more blessed to give than to receive. So, you will receive the communion. It gives you power to give. You see that? Immediately from this moment, you want to be giving to God. Praise the Lord. Because the communion ushers you into a dimension of blessing like Abraham. It ushers you into the room. Into the realm of blessing. It's a spiritual matter. Like receiving the body of Christ. The blood of Jesus. Ushers us from darkness into light. It's a translation. Are you here at all? It's a translation. And when you come into that light, you are expected to be given your own life. So Jesus says, more blessed to give than to receive. People who have a receiving mind more than a giving mind, they get stuck wherever they are. To receive more, you must be somebody who is more driven to giving than receiving. So, 
First of all, because partaking of this communion, you will have the love in your heart to be given. We need to talk about how and where and when the right place, the right time to give your seed. Praise the Lord. Is it a good preaching? So, we can give more and still is in the wrong place. Second Samuel chapter 7 verse 10. It's a deep revelation. Please, brethren, take note of this. Sowing in the right place. Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel. And will plant them. That they may dwell in a place of their own. And move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore as before time. Verse 11. And as since the time that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. And have caused thee to rest from all thine enemies. Also the Lord telleth thee that he will make thee an house. But that verse 10 is very crucial. That the Lord said, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and I will plant them and they will dwell in that place. So, God is always very definite about where his people should be and where they should dwell, where they should do their business. So, God is not interested in us operating in just anywhere, everywhere, because everywhere is nowhere. You don't wake up in the beginning of the year after partaking or communion with the Lord. You see that you are driven to give for the blessing to flow. If you are not careful, you just take a phone and call your friend. Where should we go? And by the time you know, he's just telling you here, that place, where that is, blah, blah, blah. Look. He said, I will appoint. I will appoint a place. I will what? For my people Israel. And will plant them. Question is, all those other places you are being led to go, have you been planted there? It's not your appointed place. I will appoint a place. That's an appointed place. That's an ordained garden. That is where God has planted you. When you are planted, say, that they may dwell in a place of their own. That place, you have to ask yourself. Is that where you dwell? Is that a place of your own? And he says, if you are in that place, your storehouse should be there. You bring the meat to God's storehouse. And they will move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them. That's blessing. You have rest. The next verse talks about rest. Say rest. So if you read a lot more in Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and all of that, it tells them that he appointed, he showed them a place where they should go and offer their offerings. So God has always been very definite where we should give because there's a right place you can sow your seed and there's a wrong place you can sow good seed. At least we know the parable of the sower. That there were four different locations that the seed was sown. Wayside, rocky, thorny, and good soil. Same seed. Yes, four different locations. And the locations created a particular kind of harvest for them. So, you, you need to be very spiritual about this. That if you have to sow your seed this year... You have to know that number one is your appointed place. Number two is a place God has appointed for you to be there, to dwell there. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So ask somebody, is this your appointed place? Or somewhere else is your appointed place? So you need to sow in the right place. It is not every sowing that is a sowing. You can sow good seeds and the result will be bad. So, so in the right place. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 32 verse 20. Isaiah 32 verse 20. Look at what the Bible said. In Isaiah 32 20 it says, Blessed are ye that sow beside all waters. 
Thou send for thee that the feet of the ox and the ass. So, he said, you are blessed because you sow beside all waters. That's a, it's a specific location. That you don't sow until there's water there. Some people don't care where they sow. Whether there is water there to support the germination of the seed or not. Once there is soil, they sow. Whether the seed will ever find water, they don't care. I'm telling you, it's not every soil that will accommodate the fruitfulness of your sowing. So when you are sowing, it is required of you to sow where the location is something one God himself has appointed for you. And where God has appointed for you might be different from what he has appointed for the person in Catholic. The appointed place. Then look at, look at that, that scripture. It says, blessed are ye that so beside. So there is a connection between your blessedness and your sowing and the right place. The right place. I'm talking about the right place. Sowing in the right place. You can start the year and miss it. Yeah, yeah. Because people have ideas. But the ideas of people is not equal to what God has appointed. To be the place that should accommodate your fruitfulness. I don't know if I'm preaching Bible. Am I preaching Bible? Blessed. People who are blessed are those who sow besides all waters. So we can all start together. He said that some people, how they are sowing and where they are sowing doesn't support the blessing God has released upon them this year. So they struggle. Then you'll be complaining. I gave to that orphanage. I gave to that blah, blah, blah. I gave to blah, blah, blah. Why am I not seeing result? No. Sow where there is water. Sow where God has appointed for you to sow. That's why I teach so much every October to December, then January, sowing and honoring God with your first fruit. Then having the mind to bring it to God first. Then God will direct you to do others. I'm going to show you another one. Praise the Lord. But you are blessed when you sow besides what? All waters. These people, they were praying, praying, believing God. Then they said God ministered to their heart that after giving their first fruit, you know, they should come and sow what? Their salary. And they took days off, husband and wife, fruitless for 11 years, came and dwelt here, brought their salary, both of them. I don't know what they ate. After giving first fruit and then now, the Lord moving you to bring your salary. Did I tell you to bring I was there. I was your Holy Ghost. No. And you knew that God did not say send you to Methodist. It was very clear to you. Now bring it here. There are other people who have been planted there. And God will say send it there. Are you here? Well, he said bring it here. They came, waited upon the Lord. The water was flowing. The Bible said, blessed is the city whose Lord is God. That city that has water running through it. Some places are dry. There is no activity of the Holy Ghost there. Don't venture. I see a lot of people are sympathetic, sometimes empathetic. You don't sow to help God. You sow in obedience to the voice of God. You don't even sow to help the work of God. In obedience to the voice of God. God must be served his way. Praise the Lord. Deuteronomy 16, 17. It's a good message to start our midweek. In Deuteronomy 16, 17. Every man shall give as he is able. According to the blessing of the Lord thy God which he has given thee. So in sowing in the right place. You must give. According to your ability. And that ability is not just your definition. That ability is also according to how God has blessed you. Praise the Lord. 
Come on now. Praise the Lord. That's why in this church or in any other proper church, there is nobody who gives another person. In all giving, one person does not outgive the other because everyone giving one has been given an ability. Two is given within the measure of the blessing that God himself has given that person. So it's not in comparison with another person. It's, it's a vertical relationship. The ability you have been given and the blessing you have been given and you, you give from there. Are you here? Is God talking to someone? So it's not like I give the one million dollars. Who are you to talk? I give one million dollars, you give ten thousand Ghana. Are we the same? No, we might be the same. Because you have been given an ability to give what you have given, and you have also been blessed in that quantum. Are you imagining? You are imagining it. Are you seeing it? Good. So the person given a 10,000 also has an ability and is given based on the blessing. So you don't give about somebody. You can only outgive yourself. Are you here? <laughs> you can outgive yourself. Like you know that I'm, I'm, I give God the basic forgiving in terms of tithing is 10%. Basic kindergarten level. You can decide to outgive yourself because when you that your work with God, you know. <laughs> so you can say that now when I was small, no, I used to think small and I used to give small, but now I have grown. So I'm not giving ten percent again. That you yourself you are giving your baby like kind of lifestyle. Let's say you are Proving to yourself that you are growing. Are you here? Yeah. Then you can give and you see that the giving has affected you. Or affected your plan. The only consolation is that I'm doing it in the right place. And I'm giving it to God. Praise the Lord. And there cannot be loss when you give to God. So here he's saying that we do it based on the he say every man shall give as he is able according to the blessing of the Lord thy God which he has given thee. It's too powerful. It's according to. Praise the Lord. It's what? According to. So when we are ready to build and maybe the Lord lays on our heart to give you must be given according to. Not based on what the man of God is calling. Oh, we want people to give 5,000, 10,000. No, 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 no. You know the according to. That is why in the days when they were building the house. And he said, that, oh, bring gold and blah, 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 blah. They gave according to. And because it was according to, it was beyond the expectation of the leader at the time. The treasure room crowd could not accommodate the giving. Because the people, they had to beg them to stop. Because they said, no, I can't give this. Because God bless me according to this level. And I, I said, no, we're not expecting it. So no, 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 no. I have to bring this according to. That's how pastor was begging congregation that please. Okay, what is it? It will happen here in Jesus name. 2022, <laughs> it will happen here in the mighty name of Jesus. And let me tell you, true blessing is expressed in giving God joyfully. You are bringing it and you are happy. It's heavy, but you are happy. And you are happy that you have broken the old record you had. And you are setting a new one. And you are telling your skin that, Jesus, I've defeated you. I'm not gratifying you. Are you here at all? That's, that's true blessing. True blessing, true giving, that brings blessing. Is the one that you do and God will say, eh, yeah. 
Like he told Abraham, hey, don't kill the lad. Stop right there. You have passed. This year you pass the test. That amen is not strong. I say you pass the test. So, that's giving to God and giving in the right place. The second, for the sustenance of the blessing, is generosity towards the poor. Is what? If you want to be the now man, the blessed man, the man who has received communion and the blessed door has been opened, you give to God, you give in the right place, and the second giving, you must have generosity towards the poor. Psalm 41, verse 1 and 2. Let's read together. One go. Blessed is he that considereth the poor. The Lord would deliver him in time of trouble. Verse 2. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. And thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemies. When you go, I want you to read the whole chapter. The chapter opens from verse 1 and says, He's showing us this kind of person. Blessed is he or she that considereth the poor. That the person is considerate. When that person eats, he ensures that anyone hungry around, they also eat. Person is considerate. He considers, considerate the poor means that you put the poor in your budget. It's a consideration. You go some project, you mention, they say we can't do it because it's not in the budget. The budget didn't consider it. But the man who is blessed is the one who considerate the poor. They budget for the poor mother in the village. The poor father in the village. Listen to me. Please listen to me very carefully. Even if your mother or your father is a witch or a wizard. Once you start earning. Even if they are millionaires, they are poor. Even if they control all the resources in the world. Once you start earning, they are poor. Because a son must give to the father. A son must give to the mother. Are you here at all? So, even you don't give to them because they lack resources. You give to them because it's God's principle for you to give them. And you must be generous towards the poor. Including your wealthy father and mother. Yes. Your father, if he's wealthy and he buys a house for you in Manette, you receive the house and you go and buy a house for him in Trasaco. Yes. To kick his blood and give him 10 more years of, of life because it's like, wow. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? Yes. It, it's, it's, it's pitiable. That you'll be sending stipend to your parent in the village and you'll be murmuring at the same time. God loves only the cheerful giver. Even if they are frustrating you, you rather not give than give murmuring. Blessed is he that considered the poor. Somebody is asking me, but my mother is a witch, my father is a wizard. Pray over that money. Disconnect yourself from that money. It's between you and God. Let that money go. Why do you have God and you are afraid of a wizard? What's your problem? I've shown you how to do this. I'm not an ignorant man. I know people take people's money and they give them sickness. They give them this and that and it doesn't matter who they are. Witchcraft does not have sense. That this is my son, this is my daughter. They want to suck your blood, they will suck your blood. But... When you are fighting in the army of God, it is important also to have God's wisdom for battle. 
As I'm showing you how to, through the blood of Jesus, you know, we receive and with thanksgiving, the thing is made whole for our consumption. The same way through the blood, you are able to disconnect. But blessed is the one who considereth the poor. This year, as a sign that you are blessed, you must be able to say that this year, no, I have given to the poor more than any other year in my life. Is God talking to somebody here at all? Helping somebody pay school fees, helping somebody pay child school fees. Now, we're still in, are we preaching this? Or are we balancing it? Because there are also predators and vampires, even in the church, whom when you help once, it becomes a burden unto you because they are manipulators. And when you see a manipulator, you should be able to separate a manipulator, a froster, a scammer, a spiritual scammer from somebody who is in genuine need. Yes. God, is these spiritual scammers, frosters, manipulators, that makes people in church who originally have a generous heart coil in that hey, you know, you are not wiser than me. Because sometimes you see that a foolish person is trying to outsmart you. And because of Christ, you allow the person to win, thinking that they are wise. But you know they are not wise. It's just a petty thief. But the truth of the matter is that Blessed is he that considereth the poor. Look at the benefit. When you give to the poor, it is God who pays you back. I say it again. When you give to the destitute, it is God who pays you back. He said, blessed is he that consider, you must be generous to the poor. He said, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. Some people, they are not going to die. No matter the many people cursing them. The poor people have already blessed them. There's a scripture. It says that he that withholdeth corn more than is required shall be cursed. The liberal soul shall be made fat. There's he that giveth but the person giveth abundantly. Proverbs what? 7? 11 what? 25. Can you go to 23? It's beautiful. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. 24. Look at this. There is that scattered and yet increase it. Can you give me the NIV. Just give me the NIV or NLT. NIV. It says, one person gives freely, yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly, stingy, I roll. Another withholds unduly, but comes toward poverty. Apostle. 25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. He said, people curse the one who hurts grain. I'm just showing you some secret here. But they pray God's blessings, but they pray God's blessings. On the one who is willing to sell or willing to give. He said, the people, that's why most politicians who are corrupt, they die mysterious death. Sicknesses will never be far away from them. I'm even adding to it. The people curse them. The people curse them. But they pray blessings. That's why I'm saying that when you consider the poor, you have already been blessed by the people. So no curse will land in your life. Are you, is God talking to somebody here at all? It shouldn't be that in this church, in, your, in fact, for me, 
the closest orphanage is mostly in your neighborhood. But some of us, this Christmas, we pack provision from our house, past the woman by the corner, and went all the way from Ashaleboche to Osu. Osu Children's Home. And two pictures for social media. Uh, because the woman with seven children, three children, five children in your neighborhood, you, the pictures can't have any mileage. You didn't see that orphanage. You went all the way to Kaswa, Nyanyano. You just went to. Meanwhile, the real orphanage was just less than 10 meters from your house. That's a person there begging by the roadside, begging in your community. And uh, this year I said you will sustain the blessing. That amen is not is not coming out well. The benefits are there. God will deliver you in the day of trouble. <laughs> Please let, let's go back to our psalm. We deliver you in the day of trouble. Praise the Lord. Too powerful. Verse 2. Look at verse 2. Very beautiful scripture. Kilaba. Verse 2. The Lord will preserve him. May you be preserved. It will keep him alive. You will not die in Jesus' name. And he shall be blessed upon the earth. Don't you want to be blessed here? So many people are always talking about blessing with God, blessing with God. There cannot be any other thing with God. Except blessing. If you are with God, dear, it is blessing and God. Praise the Lord. But here, here, you can be with God in heaven and suffer here. You can be with God in heaven. Some people right now, they are suffering here on earth. But if they died today, they will be in heaven. But here, this here. And if you continue to suffer here, it can change the dynamics for you. One of the channels of the blessing is to be generous towards the poor and the needy amongst us. And the Bible says that you start that generosity from the household of faith. One time, one of my siblings, I was not happy with, with him. And I, there was a bill. Because I was not happy, I said I would not vote. I was whining, whining, whining. My wife told me, he said, ah, anyway, give it to him. Because you give strangers more. So what is the point? It didn't weak me. Say this one is your brother. But even strangers who have misbehaved more. You give them more. You know you can be so emotional and you miss your blessing. So I gave him with joy. My anger and sadness left. Because if I'm going to give. It must come with blessing. And that means the position of your heart. Your emotions, your motive, everything must be rearranged to align with God before the blessing will flow. Proverbs eleven twenty six, Too powerful. Praise the Lord. Are you getting blessed this evening? Let's read together. One go. He that withhold that corn, the people shall curse him. But the blessing shall be upon the head of him. That word I think we read it in the NIV. I've read it in the King James. It's very strong. He that withhold it, do this. Say, let it go, let it go, let it go. My wife said, she used to have 
a choir master. And before they sing, she would say, bleating in, in lilies. Gradually, gradually. Gradually, gradually. Lilies. Charlie? Gradually, gradually. Lilies. <laughs> hey! Proverbs 22, verse 9. <laughs> Sister, you soon. Proverbs 22, verse 9. He that has a bountiful eye shall be blessed. For he giveth of his bread to the poor. Bountiful eye means you are content and generous. The opposite is you are greedy. No matter how much you have, you still don't see that you have. You know, some people, they have plenty, but they still don't see the plentiness in the plenty. Every time, You'll be sitting on the matter. Oh, you'll be sitting on the matter. You are not blessed. He that has a bountiful eye shall be blessed. For he giveth of his bread to the poor. That's right. Even if it is small in the hand, once there's a poor person around, he sees that, ah, when we share small food, we all get full. Have you seen that you share small food, you all get full? That he will see that it's plenty, even if it is small, as long as somebody who is hungry is around. And I've seen in this church the spirit of stinginess jump out of the door like a kangaroo in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout amen. Oh. Some people, some people are, I, sometimes I tell my wife, I say, this rich man is poor. Like my papa, my papa, my father used to say, Aponji on your gun. This goat is a sheep. Aponji on your gun, papa. God, the goat doesn't behave goatish. A goat is there, then somebody will come and kick goat. Goat, proper goat. It's gone a long time. Goat is there. Cars hit goat. We barrels hit goat. What are you talking? That's not a goat. Bicycles hit goat. That goat must be a sheep. A punchiguan. There are rich people who are poor because the riches is not in the quantum of material in your hand. Is in the liberal spirit you administer to the poor. So if you have plenty in your hand and you don't have a liberal spirit, you are still poor. You are still poor. And the poorest people on earth are some of the people holding a lot of money. Very poor. They are empty. The money is their God. The wealth is their God. And some people, it's not even money matter. It's a position you occupy. But you are so poor that nobody must enter there. Nobody must enter there. I'm here alone. Anyone I know is not coming here. You are like a typical fancy rich man. Like my people. I can't say your tribe. I can talk about my own tribe. Fantiban makes it. Nobody is coming up. You all stay down there when they come from their story building. What's in there? That's how a fancy, typical fancy rich man. That's how you behave. 
I said I had an uncle who was a diplomat. He was at all times not governing three countries. At all times. At least three countries. At all times. Not one person from the house traveled. Not one. Not to even go and cut lawn. Poor man. One time he had a, had become a big prophet in the city. He called me. He said, yeah, I, I'm his relative. I should come. We should sit down. I said, I don't sit with poor people. He was very offended. I told him, I said, you're a poor man. This year, you'll be the reason why somebody will say, praise the Lord. You'll be the reason why somebody will say, glory be to God. I'm not hearing that amen well. You'll be the reason why somebody will say, I completed school. I was able to marry. Because you gave me money to buy a ring. You gave me money to start a business. You, are you sure you are here? Blessed is it that considered the poor. When your mind is wrong, the year cannot go well for you. Your mind must be in the right place. Your heart must be in the right place. Your spirit, are you sure you are here? Strive that you will give. Sometimes even give to people who have. Because even the people who have, sometimes they can be poor in a season. Yes. A rich man can be poor in a season. Look at what the Bible said. And some of the rich people who are poor in a season, the opportunity for you to receive a blessing. It says that the prophet I'm sending you, don't go with anything. All you have is you have blessing in your mouth. And the blessing is not for you. It's for others. The way they appropriate that blessing is tapping into your neediness. So if someone gives you a cup of water, eh, they receive the blessing. That's why Abraham, he didn't even sow down. He sold up. Yeah, He saw that this man is anointed. This Meki, Zedek, is anointed. Oh yeah, call it tight. So you saw up, you saw down, you saw level, you saw everywhere, all waters, all waters, besides what? All waters, poor people, rich people, people your level, blah, blah, surprise people. I don't see anybody poor in this church. You have to be very foolish and demonic to be poor in this church. After hearing this, devil must be your grandfather for you to be poor. This year you will walk in the blessing in Jesus' name. That amen should be louder than it is now. It's a, it's a power you are, you are giving. You are giving that power. It's powerful. It's powerful. Say I'm ready for the blessing. <laughs> I wanted to say more but we need to close. Say I'm ready for the blessing. Come on now, say, say, I'm ready. I'm ready for the blessing. One more time, say, I'm ready for the blessing. Are you sure you are ready for the blessing? <laughs> yes. You adopt. You, you help somebody. Educate the child. Praise the Lord. You help somebody put food on the table. You clothe people. Some of the people you will help. Bible actually says that if you are expecting any good thing from them, that is not help. And when you are helping them, you should not be expecting anything good from them. Yes. So sometimes you bore because, Charlie, you help them and they didn't, they didn't do, they didn't do well. No, you help and go. Look at the principle. The Bible said, you will sow, you will reap, what you sow. You reap what? That's what the Bible says. If you sow mercy, you reap what? Mercy. You reap what you sow. Then the Bible also said, he said that you harvest from where you have not put labor. Where you have not sown. So you see that in all these quotations, the Lord is telling us that it is what you sow that matters. Where you sow it, where? Shouldn't, you should sow it in the right place. That's when the opportunity comes. And that's what Proverbs said. He said that 
If a poor person comes to ask you of something and it's within your power to give and you don't give, ah, you have missed the opportunity. So when you saw here in the keeper's house or you saw in our brother Evans's life, don't even expect to reap from where you have sown. Just what? Praise the Lord. Just the what, not the where. That's why if you sow at the winning, you see that you can sow and reap in Togo. Yes. There's, uh, the real problem, he said he would deliver you in problem. The problem cannot be in Ghana. The problem you can have, you know, might be in Togo. And that's where God will say, reap. Because you have sown mercy. Let them show you mercy. Praise the Lord. Yes. It's too powerful. Hey. That's how you see that somebody has done this, that, 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 that. Then, hey, it just appears somewhere and favor is appearing for them. They, they have not done anything. They, somebody wants to kill him or herself for you. He doesn't know you from Adam. But your seed is talking. Look, in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 4, it talks about Abel's seed. That even though Abel is dead, his seed is still speaking. He said, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gift. And by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. He's still speaking. Speaking everywhere. Your seed will speak this year for you. As you, as you enter this communion realm, may the blessing enter you. And may you enter the blessing. Shout a louder amen. The thing is, is, is powerful. It's entering you. It's entering you. It's a blessing. Praise the Lord. And when you are giving anybody, you are doing yourself a favor. You are doing yourself a big favor before God. Many people give to gain some beauty in the eyes of people. Well, that's, 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 that's not the plan. The plan is that it is more blessed to give before God. Praise God. So, so many of us, we quote this scripture. When Isaiah went to tell Hezekiah that get ready, you are about to die. Hezekiah said, I'm not dying. You, wh- what is the foundation? Go and read the foundation of his ability and boldness to go before God and say, now in Yahushi. Solid foundation. Please rise. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Medina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-916-168. Experience